previously on Strangers Rolling Dice. Our party spent the morning after the incident at the lighthouse, returning to Schloss Glesher, meeting with the council and beginning to outfit themselves for a reconnaissance mission. They were given a small ship and employed a captain, Jonathan Frum. We hear them now deliberating on what to do next, chasing down various leads. Those of us who actually have lived in this area, Ben, would we know anybody maybe who would be helpful in this adventure? Um, I think that that's, that's a worthy question to ask. Do you want to roll for it and see if you would? I would say that would be history. And I... Can I play uh, Bart a song of inspiration? I was saying it before sure. that roll came out. Okay. <laughs> you, you can yeah, you learn a pass cool. on that. So okay. yeah, I imagine it would be me and Cars who would be the people who would have possibility yes. of knowing people, right? Let's do it. So, so it Bart is, does not know anybody. It is the evening time, right? Um, it is early afternoon, actually. You okay. guys arrived okay. back at uh, just around noon, and then you had your council meeting, and now maybe a couple of hours have passed okay uh no i I don't know i don't know from you know most people don't really uh, look on me with kind eyes i'm gonna kind of like you know flick my ears that are long (laughs) slightly longer longer than normal and greenish so (laughs) so but with a a roll of of nine and thirteen um, are you going to add the Bardic Inspiration die to one of those, or... I will not take it, because mine is lower, so... <laughs> okay. But, Karzalek, perhaps we can add the, the die, the Bardic Inspiration die there. I, yeah, sure, could, um, sorry, how does, and how does, which die is that? That's a D, um... Right now. It's a six-sided die. It's a D6. D6, so roll that, and then add that to your 13. Nice. nice. Uh, so with an 18, Cars Cars is our, our local boy. He's the guy who knows about the town. It's, it's come to, to pass a couple of times. Uh, you know, Bart, you live outside town. It's not quite mm-hmm. the same. Um, <laughs> Karzalek, you know from, from living around here that, you know, there are people who make maps. There are people who are lifelong sailors that you could approach um and very much in the same way that you canvassed looking for additional people to come on this adventure i think people would be receptive to you they a lot of people are now your name is kind of a buzz in town uh after it's been you know made uh clear at least via rumors that your party was the one that set out and uh cleared the lighthouse people saw you come back they saw the lighthouse come on so i think you have a little bit of pull with uh, anyone who you did approach, uh, and and you would know where to go. Say that you were looking for a cartographer. Say that you were looking for a captain of a ship. I just need you to be more specific on what it is you're looking for. Okay. Uh, cars. Um, so cars uh, would definitely be interested in finding a card. Yeah, I mean, he already shook Jonathan's hand. That that deal has been sealed in saliva. Um, yes, it has. No- um, so he would, I would use that towards finding a cartographer and yeah, I mean, having been a scout, maybe he like, yeah, through maybe that contact or whoever, he may know someone with experience and yeah, map making. Let me see here. Map makers. <laughs> map maker, map maker. Make uh, me a map. Crow would say to Bart, um, I, I, I don't know this Jonathan from person either, but I do know a desperate man when I see one and they're often the easiest ones to uh, to issue orders to, you could say. <laughs> so I think Jonathan would be very useful to us. Bart is going to definitely look at Crow kind of with like a raised eyebrow kind of look. <laughs> Being like, yes, I, I'm sure that's very astute of you, Crow. You could probably... Tell him to get on his floor, on the floor, and lick your boots, and I bet he'd do it. That's just gross, part. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So, you 
you, you you ruminate on this as the uh, the four of you sort of have some some beers and uh, and cold fries. And I will say, um, beers here cost two silver apiece. Um, there are more expensive brews, but if you are having beers, I would ask that the players mark off a little bit of money. Good. And uh, yeah, I, fries I, I, are uh, only a couple of coppers. Yes, I, I don't drink. At least not yet. Things aren't that bad. <laughs> um, while you're enjoying your meal, um, Karzalek, you recall that uh, there are two places that people go to, and you've given this direction to them many, many times as you've been on your shifts walking around town. Um, people ask, someone new to town will ask, where can I get this? Where can I get that? I'm new. I need a new tent. My uh, my horse needs to be reshoed. My blah, 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 blah. And you know uh, that where you met in the square, in, in Warm Spring Square, there are two businesses really nearby to there that stock goods for adventurers and you're certain that someone there would probably have a map of the area they they would probably be able to at least talk to you about this uh, so there's two places there's the frozen star quality goods emporium and there's the crown jewel as j-o-u-l-e the crown jewel emporium um and one of them, uh, the Frozen Star, is a sort of general goods. We said like the Home Depot of the fantasy world. Um, and they have everything from caltrops to carpentry supplies. Uh, whereas Crown's Jewel Emporium uh, is more for people that want to journey out into the countryside during Kasur's violent winters. It is specifically a winter travel goods supply store. Okay, cool. Thank you. Um, in a moment of um, inebriated um, realization, Car slaps his head and, oh, I know exactly, I know exactly where we should go to find out where these coordinates may lead us. Uh, there, there's, there are two sh general stores in the town square, Frozen Star and Crown Jewel. I'd say we start at the Frozen Star, as they carry more generalized goods, but it can't help it can't hurt to check out the Crown Jewel afterwards. Right. They may have the supplies we need. For the purpose of recording here, I, I do want to say that we're gonna do some stuff like going around town and selling items, buying things, haggling, that kind of stuff, and I I will record it. And it may wind up making it in. But I don't want to make you guys feel rushed to pour over lists of items or consider what to sell or feel like you can't do what a normal D&D party would do when they're in town, kind of between adventure chapters. Um, so it may be that after a visit to a store, we will sort of recap what has happened there, um, if that makes sense. Understood. Sounds good okay. to me. So, does the party uh, agree, though? Let's head to uh, to Frozen Star Quality Goods Emporium first. Let's uh, do it. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, I think on the way, I would... Um, I don't know who picked up most of the loot that we had gotten from the pirates and stuff. Um, but whoever was, like, carrying that, I would ask them um, uh, if there was, like, uh, any extra, like short swords or rapiers or anything um i so then, i i did um set aside a rapier for trees um to match uh, uh their ostentatious pirate get up <laughs> um but I, otherwise a, a crow searched and kind of just grabbed the you know, lightest most valuable weapons that sort of thing Got it. She, she couldn't carry like a lot I remember listening back and uh, hearing the, the question being raised. I don't know what the the pacing of, of consumables is going to be like <laughs> in this, but um, when you're and in then town, I very yeah. quickly consumed my consumable. Yeah, well, I think that was probably wise um, <laughs> yeah, because two of you almost died in the True. fight with the pirates. Um, but here we have, I think, a good indication of I am using rules as written prices for lots of items um there are some items here that are exceedingly rare and if you guys wanted to like pool all your money maybe you could buy this 
scroll of bestow curse and use it for something cool but you might not want to do that and you might each want to like pick up a healing potion or uh you know sell some weapons and try to get some more money i can tell you what those prices are and this is the kind of stuff that probably will not make it into every episode <laughs> um i will say for, because this is our first time going over this stuff um i will say i am generally pretty forgiving as far as encumbrance goes um if you can reasonably carry it rules as written i'm not going to give you a hard time about carrying it um i'm not going to make you guys keep track of of that kind of stuff super meticulously but uh it's sort of like taking your hand off the chess piece it's like once you leave and you'd say what you've looted that's what you looted if there was loot that was back there that you guys didn't explicitly say that you grabbed then you didn't grab it fair. sounds fair Yeah, yeah, so, I, mean, so, so I, I didn't write down a number next to sh Cutlass's short sword or right. sword bow. So I don't know so how many I grabbed. Sure, sure. So, uh, I mean, or sure, we could do that. I mean, that's that's an easy solution. Let's let's yeah. roll to see how many uh, of those things that you picked up. Um, so four Cutlasses. You picked up four Cutlasses. Four short swords. a short bow at the time um so one of those is spoken for but okay i i don't and the rapier went to trees right uh, the rapier. Was the most ostentatious thing fabulous and then uh so i guess we could sell the um scimitars cutlasses and short bows unless people want them um, I've already got no. a short bow. Unless, unless they, unless any of it appears to be magic, can we? Should we make some sort of arcana or investigation? They, I, I'll check, tell you. It's all um, just normal. And it's all normal, and also cool. let's establish this that I will tell you. Um, even just because there's enough magic users in the party, I'll tell you if you guys see an item that it is at least emanating some form of magic, and you'll be able to yeah. know. Like we should probably make a check to identify what this thing is. Yeah, so right. so the, the short sword from the dinghy, I thought it was important at the time that it wasn't corroded, like other things were, but this wasn't, but maybe I just misread. So I can tell you now because we've we've moved past that. It was not corroded because the dinghy was relatively new. Oh gotcha. Okay. Someone was that out was, there and they the wrecked thing. their dinghy. Yeah. They they wrecked their dinghy and they were obviously killed or eaten or went missing or something happened to them because all their stuff got wrecked in the marsh and there were potions that were not used and um, a sword just a few feet away from a skeleton with very corroded armor um, was sitting there and it was not corroded. So that was the, uh, sure. this is new. This is point. like someone lost this. Okay, uh, we can sell that to you then. Okay. Sell it all. That'll sell for, and I'm, I'm going to do in general, um, when you buy from a vendor, it's full price. When you sell to a vendor without haggling, it's half price. That's fair. Quick so, yeah, five gold pieces for a short yep. sword. I'm totaling this up. Okay, so cool. You know. um, a cutlass. How many of those do you have? Four. That is same price as a scimitar. Um, so those are 25, so it's 12 gold pieces and 5 silver pieces for each. That'd be 50 total. Okay. Works out nicely. And then the short bows are 25 gold pieces a piece, uh, retail, so that'd be under 12.5. Yep. Comes out to 50 for 4. Okay. And were there other items? I'm forgetting now. Um, that's all that I had uh, talked about grabbing. And, and, right. and like and like arrows just to replenish kind of thing. Sure, sure, sure. Count those. That's okay. Um, I will only be a total stickler about ammunition when you guys are like four sessions into a dungeon and yeah. like, you know, something crazy like that. All right, so I'm going to total that up and then divide by four because screw Horace. He's a racist. <laughs> <Right>. Whoa. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's true. I, I actually have a Racist list of goblin racists in my in my spreadsheet. So Ooh, that's no. good thinking. Yep. There was and the don't forget the councilwoman that was Yep. Oh yeah. She's on there. Yeah. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get him eventually. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was uh Edeline uh Kal Mm-hmm. Can't quite say the last name. Alrighty, uh, so that's one thirty-seven point five total. Uh, it's, let's just round down and make it easy. Thirty-four gold each. Hey, that sounds great. We tipped the the shopkeeper a couple silver. And the party finishes their business at the shops and rendezvous at the docks. Night begins to fall as they make their final preparations, acquiring barrels of saltfish and water, healing potions and adventuring gear, not to mention plenty of well wishes from townsfolk who pass by to come see them off at the pier. They fail to find any more sailors brave enough or foolish enough to risk their lives in this voyage. But many are willing to buy them at least a round before they depart. The group declines, and we see the ship bobbing at the pier, Karzalek assisting Crow in painting over the letters across the flat transom of the aftercastle. It had read, the twilight something or other, but the faded paint is boldly covered up by a new name. In bright gold paint, the Molly Fudd. The party finds themselves seats on the oar deck and leaves port anxiously. The moments stretch into minutes and hours, slosh, 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 the repeated oar strokes in the water. It's pretty slow going at first, gliding through the ice flows and windless fjord. A whole day passes, with Crow and Bart seriously struggling to row at the same pace as their comrades. Eventually, after getting their sea legs a little bit more, well past the lighthouse out in the broad fjord, they break into a steady pace and Frum begins to sing a little tune in good spirits as the wind finally picks up behind them. On the second night of their voyage, they catch a glimpse on the horizon of a ship, tall and glowing with lit oil lanterns. Three masts, dark wooden hull, and just close enough to make out with Frum's spyglass, they see several crew members walking about on the top deck. They slow their pace and let the rider proceed, having confirmed that they are at least on the right track. They enter the Kingfisher Delta, the place where the sea, the fjord, and the river come together and mix in a Salish sea solution of sorts. We see the party consulting the map of the known world they procured, and the coordinates taken from the body of Everett Honestly Grimm. Using instruments to find the exact location by lantern light in the ship's cabin, the party discovers that the coordinates indicate a spot just off the coast of Ringkoping, not some far-flung island or stretch of empty ocean. Frum leans over and, placing a weathered thumb on the table, says, Just off Ringkoping Bay. Looks like a big old sandbar to me. We hear the party question what that means and inquire to the captain as to if they could make it to this place in time. So I found the handout that that uh, and, and the text in it that says exactly how long it's been or how long it's going to be um, until the rendezvous or whatever the oh, nice. thing is with the coordinates. 
uh, it's two months away. Oh, so we got ridiculous. Oh, wow. It's at, yeah. <laughs> it okay. At the top of the application. For I should have read that. <laughs> oh, this document is held in a scroll case, blah, 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 blah. Marked on the back are coordinates that can be reconciled with a map, a date, about two months away from today, and a short rhyming verse in crude handwriting compared to the flowery script on the front. Moving forward, the plan as it stands now. Does someone want to explain to me what the plan is? If there is one. Uh, Captain, uh, I'm curious, have you heard of this Captain Everett Honestly Grimm? Uh, not heard of him, no. I, though, is this the, uh, the pirate that you, you squared off with at the lighthouse? Uh, well, uh, you seem to be, uh, wearing his hat. I believe. Oh, then, uh, let me tell you. Not, I don't mean this in no, no mean way, but if ye, uh, dispatched this gentleman and, uh, took his hat, I'm not too concerned about him. Well, uh, I'd be curious to n hear what you know about him. We, he, we kind of gutted him before we got many words out. Or what makes you think this man's the captain of this here ship? He had he had fancy letters. I was just curious about more information about him, I suppose. I well, if I had more information to share, I'd give it to you. Ah, fair, fair. What was the name of his ship? Um, I'm it's not sure these, right? if I did get the name of I his ship. I think it is. It's in this handout. Is it Witness the Queen? No, that's just the thing at the bottom of it. Um, uh, the Rust Tide Rider. Yeah, there you go. The Rust Tide Rider. I haven't heard that name in some years. Uh, you say this Everett feller, he's the captain? At least he was. Mm. Said he was. Well. Hmm. I, uh, I can't say I know too much about him, but the, the rider, uh, he's an old salt. Been going up and down the Basaltum coast from Alferis to, uh, Fogara for many years. Seems like maybe she got a new owner. Um, do I believe him? I mean, insight check. Okay. That's uh, ten even. The ten even, you are... You're certain that he believes what he's saying to you. Okay. He's he's not pulling one over on you. He's been talking to you the same way the whole, the whole time you've known him. And he's not changed his cadence or tone whatsoever. Well, uh, I appreciate your, cap your candor, Captain. I... No, no problem. I... This, this Everett Grimley, or whatever his name is, uh, if he was the captain of this vessel, then something's afoot out in the seas. I've been, I've been, uh, shorebound for too long, but the Rust Tide Rider, she was known a, a pirate vessel, aye, but... Her captain was, uh, I'll just say, somebody else. Back in my time. Well, I'd say being a pirate captain is a fairly high-risk job. Any captain. Yes, he seems to have paid for it. Hmm. Well. Let's not, uh... Let's not dilly-dally. Sun's gone down, stars are out. What do you want to do? Push on through the night? I... I'll take you where you want to go. I figure our best bet is... Probably... Hoping that that boat... Docks at Wrinklewing. And that we can somehow get a hold of... One of the crew. 
and find out what's going on. It, it does seem to me that confronting them on the open sea is just going to lead to all of us dying. Alright, let's avoid that. Then Agreed. to wrinkle being under the cover of darkness may Up have to the docks? Yes. Or or you want to find uh, wrinkle bings at the mouth of a river. You uh we we could come in say the other way. We could dock at a at a grove of trees and I'll just wait for you. I I personally would love to be back in old Wrinklebing, but uh is it's all right by me if you just leave me here with the ship. I, I promise. Cross me art. I'll, I'll pick you up. You're my crew now. I think not following this ship is probably the smart play. Agreed. In case they, it may, they may have just as much as we saw them. Who knows if us having you know lit torches, they may have seen us. And well, yeah, we're, thank, we're thankfully yeah. a very small ship. True. True. So. True. So just head to the Rinko Bang and hope and gamble that they're going to dock themselves, right? Is the idea, and we just go by them. I think I think we we dock somewhere near Rinko Bang, as okay. as hidden as possible. Perhaps and we could approach the overland. Just keep an eye on them and like, uh, like find a place to put the ship or the boat. Is this a ship or a boat? It's she's she's a ship, but uh, we can call her a boat too. I mean, a boat's a bit diminutive, if you ask me, for a vessel of this size. <laughs> okay, we will dock the ship, the boat. I'm still confused. I, I don't know what diminutive means. Um. <laughs> anyways, we can keep an eye on the other ship throughout the night, and then we could just park and make sure that they get into Wrinklebing, right? Keep an eye on them for now. Yeah. Keep our distance. Keep an eye on them. Both. And keep our lights off. Move like a shadow. Got it. Silent runnings. And he blows out the candle. (laughs) Uh, I think we can jump cut here now to you guys pulling into the mouth of the river. And the sail comes down. And you are you're rowing. And the current is strong but you are still able to make some progress. It's been a couple of days and you guys are, you're getting your sea legs and you're, you're putting your backs to it. Uh, you really have a couple of options here as you see clear as you can through the now semi-transparent haze. Um, the ship is pulling into the Rinkobing docks up ahead. Okay. So then let's definitely dock, hide our boat in the reeds somewhere along the river, and then walk into town. Yeah. All right. Sounds good to me. Do we want to bring Captain with us, or should Captain stay with the boat? I believe the Captain stays with the ship, if I know my common knowledge. (laughs) Um, Unless we're putting her up somewhere where we think no one else can find her. Yeah, but it's always risky to leave a ship by her lonesome. Yeah, well, then you stay with her, John. All right. If you don't mind. No, I don't. I don't. Good. Perhaps if we do not return within, what, a few days? Come looking for us? A few days. I suppose. days um all right well this weekend i'll come into town i'll pull up i'm just a normal trader right if uh, if i don't hear it from you yet yes it seems safest to me all right i'll do my best to at least come back before then i believe just as a messenger should be on a new map in roll 20. It's uh, a solid black for me. It's yep. solid black. Same. That is not supposed to be like that. 
da-da-da, roll 20. Yeah. <laughs> what you should see now. Is that the slogan? That is not supposed to be like that. Yeah. Can you guys see it now? No. All righty then. Hold on one more time. That should also be Roll20 slogan. Is it working now? Oh. Roll20. <laughs> there there you go. There it is. You can see the town of Rinkoping, correct? Ooh, it's it beautiful. Hello. So the orientation on this map is a little wonky. Look at the mm. compass rows down here. Oh, North yeah. is yeah. to our left. But it's a long town, so it makes sense that they laid it out this way. It is how it is. So you just pulled in. Uh, I'll take out my pointer here. You guys just pulled in this way, basically. If you're going to be pulling in uh, uh, to, to the reeds, this is where the ship is pulling it, is what I mean. Oh, okay. sure, yeah. Um, and there's behind a big rock, you can see lanterns in a foggy town at the mouth of a river. So you want to find somewhere to park your boat in the reeds? Yes, please. Yeah. Hey. Um, that's not difficult on the swampy coast here in the Solmoor. Very good. We got a pretty little boat, too. You do have a pretty little boat. Molly Fudd. The Molly, Molly Fudd. Molly Fudd. Okay. So, I'm just going to read a little descriptive blurb to you guys about kind of what you see as you even uh, sort of make landfall and sploosh into the... Uh, the boggy shores that are, that are to the just a little south of the village. Uh, Rinkobing is a small fishing village tucked away on the northern coast of Balgolfjord. For several generations, the kingdom of Kiel was a formidable military power. Its superior navy and bold marines uh, pushed this kingdom's borders outward in every direction. Um, but eventually, each successful campaign led to uh, some losses, and they were pushed back to their original borders. Places that were within this kingdom once, now, like Rinkobing, are treated as a backwater where there is no law. The law is what people make it. And decades ago, more recent history, Pirates have made this place home. It's to the point where they're treated with a sense of legitimacy. If you're a pirate, it's it's more about, oh, which company do you work for? Which boat are you on? And less like, oh, quick, seize him. Um, there's a loose confederacy of them that are known, at least in places like Schloss Glacier or anywhere that y'all have been, they're known to essentially run the place. Um, but there is an official government. There are town guards. On the surface, it looks like any normal fishing village. And at this hour, the lights are pretty bright for a, a late night. Uh, it's probably around 9 o'clock p.m. by the time you arrive on the shore. Um, there's a big main street you can even see from down the coast here that has a, a row of lanterns encased in glass peering through the, the, the fog. You can even see that. So I'm going to place the party token up here, but you guys are farther to the... I'm sorry, that's the east. That is wrong. You guys will be coming in... Yeah, no, that, that's right. That's right. You're to the southeast of here. Awesome. But you're like off the map in that direction, right? That's what I'm gonna say. Gotcha. And it's like nine o'clock, you said. Nine o'clock. Mayhap we find the tower then. Eh? Alright. Some way in that marks the edge of the town? 
then find an inn. Seems like a plan to me. A sound idea. Okay. Then uh, Bart is going to bid farewell to John, gather up all of his belongings and stuff. I will overzealously salute John. He salutes right back. <laughs> Big extra salute. <laughs> I'm going to also, like, put my hood up very high and wrap a scarf around my face. Cover your ears. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just okay. look like I'm very cold. Sure. It is a chilly night chilly yeah. fall night on the shores of a swampy river so imagine what that must feel like wonderful yeah. very <laughs> nice i bet i mean it probably is nice but yeah you're gonna want a jacket bring yeah, layers sure. there you go <laughs> dress for the weather yeah Car- carl give uh john a hearty handshake uh sincere handshake uh, uh, and just yeah shoulder his stuff and head on out as well fortunes to you want to note that I'm going to put most of my gold in a very specific place in my backpack. Okay. <laughs> sure. Sure, sure. Keeping your keeping your possessions locked down where you know where they all are. I see you guys sort of uh, walking around and checking your, your kit and getting back, like, you know, weapons go back on their sheets and on your belts and that kind of yeah. stuff. Sounds right. I also want to try to, like, look like, wait, do I know that this is like a pirate kind of place? I mean, it's like it's known as a pirate haven. It's like it's okay. like going to a place that you know the mob runs. Are Just they going to be like, "Hi, welcome to us. the mob town"? Yeah, they're they're not going <laughs> to do that. They're going to say, "Hi, welcome to our totally normal town." Would you like to have a, a nice night gambling in one of the taverns? Would you like to, you know, it's it's a, like a party town and also a, a trade town and also like a place where people get robbed a lot and uh, all sorts of stuff cool. like that. Um, Is it so a- I have. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, how populous is this place? Um, it is less populous than Schloss Glacier. It is probably around a thousand some odd residents uh, permanently, and people come into town a lot. Whereas Schloss Glacier is closer to two thousand, uh, including the landed nobility that live in the castle and everything. Okay. Um. So I'm going to be rifling through my backpack and pull out two costumes and do my best to, uh, out of all of my clothes, try to make some fancy pirate clothes and offer some to other people to try to have other clothes to, like, blend in. And I also have a disguise kit to uh, help anyone if uh, they would like any, like, uh, like different kind of, like, makeup or Mm. other things applied to Mm -hmm. uh, blend in in any kinds of ways. I oh, love yeah, this. This is great. That's awesome. Yeah, Bart would probably just all take kinds of random things. Gonna, I, I didn't want to say as your GM, like, "Hey, Bart, take that," but like, yeah, yeah. Bart, <laughs> take that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a good idea right there. Plan yeah. as a team. Um, very cool. So you guys go from. Uh, tired-looking sailors from this sort of Nordic or Germanic town. Um, that like have been set off with like you know a a boat that looks like it was made in that sort of cold environment with like really hard thick wood and a little like you know shields kind of uh i think around the the boat and everything and now you're dressing up like pirates and opening up the top buttons of your shirt and uh you know putting on makeup to hide bart's green skin and that kind of stuff I would also like to, in the time, if it's possible, uh, to like learn a sea shanty or two from uh, Captain Jonathan. From okay, I think we can say that over the course of the the time that you spent with him, maybe you, you picked up uh, a little yeah. bit of his, his sea shanties. He he did some like uh, ham boning, you know, like body percussion, where you, you slap your knees <laughs> and like hit your chest and stuff, and showed you how to do some of those things. I try, but I'm furry, so it sounds different. It, it's very muffled, and he's like, "Oh, you're not built for it." It's all right. Um, Working on it. I'll have to get some sort of mittens or something. And so, yeah, as, as, you, as you say goodbye to him, he, he does like a bump, and like, hey, all right, we'll, we'll practice <laughs> it next time. You chest bump. Yeah, you chest bump. You guys are pros now. Um, 
Okay. <laughs> so we have uh, people that look like they're going out to a nightclub in fantasy land. Like they've gotten themselves all festooned in pirate type regalia here. As much as you can from your small trunk of, of costume things, I would imagine. Yeah, I have two costumes awesome. that I can donate stuff around. Yeah, you from. take parts parts from the costumes and say, this shirt would look good on you. You're a bard. You, you, it, uh, it fits. Um, I got this beautiful sash. You would look fabulous. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, everybody gets a makeover. Uh, there you go. And so then the plan is what? To just saunter into town? From I mean, yeah. My, my, my idea, and everybody else can modify this whenever you want, right? Because it's just purely an idea. But it's like, if we can get, maybe even get one of the sailors drunk and find out what's going on, right? Just try to mm-hmm. get close enough to members of this crew in a way where they don't know who we are and find out how much information we can extract from one of them. Or, you know, this was also the place where Molly was and where mm-hmm. those boats were, or at least one of the boats, right? So And the competition that she was it, putting right. Ingeborg into was held here as well. Right. So clues as to that as well. But, I mean, I think priority one would be, like, finding out uh, since that boat that was running away from Slosh Glacier is here now, trying to mingle and find more information from the crew without just fighting yeah. them or, you know, sure. getting pillaged so by Go pirates. in and get a drink and blend in and see what you can see. Yeah. Okay. Does anyone else have an info on that? And worst case, I'm pretty sure I could get on board without the noticing. That's fair. There you go. Um, yeah, I could also... Uh, I could uh, pretend to be a, a minstrel of some sort, and you could all be my dancers. <laughs> I've got, but, uh, I don't I've know got, if you all have the coordination for that. Yeah, I was going to say, I've got two left feet trees. I don't... I, 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 I guess I could, like, be the mascot, maybe, but, you know. Okay, we'll call that maybe a, a plan C. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Um, Oh, sorry. I guess one last thing, real quick. Uh, if time does permit, at some point uh, during their stay in um, in the town, uh, cars would definitely want to try ply um, his uh, perhaps take down a disguise for a hot minute and ply his the informant ability of being a guard. Um, I think if that's an, if that's allowed from the Grim Hollow campaign guide. Well, I mean, like, yeah, we can definitely once you guys make it into town, there's definitely yeah. opportunities for you to do a whole bunch of stuff. But awesome. at the moment, we're gonna. I like where your head's at, but we're gonna okay. resolve. Okay, so then I, I just want to reiterate, as your dungeon master, I have to ask the stupid questions. So the plan is just to walk into the city? Like, what is the plan? Is there? Are you guys going to walk in the main road up to the the, uh, the east here? I, I tend to think that they might be suspicious of people that are walking up and not coming off of a ship. That's my worry here. Well, we need to have at least some sort of... Uh story or reason to be here if we're going to be lying or if we're going to be honest it makes sense if we just uh, showed up on a ship we could... but we don't have any goods or anything so we also don't have a ship so <laughs> <laughs> see this is the good shit right here I forgot hey well I not I mean I think it would be just as suspicious to show up from the open sea in a small boat with no goods. Okay. It would. That's... I think that uh, makes sense. Maybe not being noticed as we come into town. Yes, I think perhaps we try to just get in and then act as if we've been there for a bit. Mm. Trace slowly puts away his loot. <laughs> <laughs> Not I, a music I, playing opportunity, I guess. <laughs> yeah. We'll save it I, for later. I can get in, no problem. I believe you can as well, Crow. Mm-hmm. But the two of you may have more trouble. It's true. Walking into a town wearing, like, armor and, like, being a tabaxi in general, just walking in <laughs> somewhere. Uh, raises questions. Who, like, why me? Are... <laughs> now? 
I mean, like in general, I'm just, like, I'm just picking my teeth with my claws. <laughs> <laughs> but it would any time a tabaxi shows up, it's it's. I I really do love in my in my games, tabaxi are like Khajiit from Skyrim. They are outside settlements with things to trade. They are uh, nomadic. They uh, they're not from around here. Everywhere, pretty much. All right, so, cool. Anyway, I like it. Um, yeah, uh, maybe I'll stay at outside. Um, maybe there's a good tree I could climb. And cars, if you really don't want to be seen at all, we can handle that for you. Perhaps that'd be ideal in this given situation. Okay, let's get a little closer first. Okay. Talk to me, folks. What's the plan? Uh, what, what are we doing, Crow? Um, let's just get to where it's only a few minutes away from town, and I can make uh, cars here imperceptible. Okay. You guys begin proceeding down the marshy coast here uh, until you reach a rise where you find yourself walking up a worn path um, and you you realize that you're pretty much coming to a point where there's a structure ahead that has some lights outside of it and if you are to remain uh, incognito you have to get off the road so I imagine you you take a step off the road just beyond where the road, the cobblestones here, which are worn and covered in moss and these tall grasses that grow by the sea, um, they're, they're beginning to be illuminated by lantern light just ahead. Okay. All right, I'll, I'll pull cars aside and say, all right, now hold still. And I uh, chant a few words and touch him, and he turns invisible. Wow. You, uh, what spell is that? Invisibility. <laughs> That's a good one for turning people invisible. How long does that last? One hour. Wow. Okay, then. Hour wow. of invisibility, Karzalek. Kars is, like, he can't even, like, he has right. never been invisible. He is absolutely <laughs> dumbfounded. He's, like, touching himself, like, you know, like, like, where you, like, yeah. like you're, you're, you're <laughs> slapping your thigh, you're, like, your shoulder, like, holy crap, like, what where is going on? Where am I? On? Yeah. yeah, he's like okay. mind blown right now. Okay, you hear like clink, 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 <laughs> yeah. and then you realize that you're like making noise, slapping yeah. your armor, and you're like, oh, stop. Yeah, yeah try, exactly. Try and be quiet. Keep your distance. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, you know, don't don't stand right behind us. Good, good idea. Good, good idea. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, and then. Um. I will sneak off the side of the path uh, and find a little place to hide and play cards by myself. <laughs> you find that the, there's like this whole area here on the map uh, just to the north of where you are. Uh, it's, it's just tall grass and bushes and little clearings every so often. Uh, you can kind of even find even in, in the, the light of, of just the moon poking through the, the mist here. It's it's pretty easy to find somewhere just to set down if you want. Fabulous. I find some tall grass to curl up in. Okay. Uh, We're out of uh, view of this. Oh, yeah. Okay. You're, you're uh, hundreds of feet away okay. from where the structure is and uh, tens and tens and tens and tens of feet away from where the light on the path finally <laughs> ebbs into darkness. I'll say I, the darkness begins like here. All right, I am just going to turn into a crow and perch on crow's shoulder. Oh. Heck yeah. This party is going full incognito mode here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have crow, the human, with a crow on her shoulder. We have an invisible dwarf in armor. We have... A tabaxi bard off in the reeds, kind of beyond the borders of this swamp town. What do you choose to do here? Hmm. 
say, what do you think, Bart? Ritual casts speak with animals and talk to the bugs, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were about to say talk to Bart. Yeah, like, (laughs) you can talk to him (laughs) normal when he turns. You're like, Jessam? Is that you, Jessam? (laughs) (laughs) We don't have to role play it, but that's what that's what you're going to be talking with the bugs. Yeah, why not? And and we'll, we'll have to resolve they that come back. Uh, over time. Is what I'll say. Um, yeah, that's fine. They, they give you information in bits and pieces. Oh, um, don't need information, but that's fine. They talk to you in bits and pieces. Um, cool. The the party that's mobile here. What do you choose to do? I mean, I would say crow. Like it's kind of up to you as to how you want to play it. But now you're the only visible. Self- you could try to stealth in you could try to act your way in just like be drunk and stumble in pretend you're lost depends on what you prefer i think i'll just try to sneak in and then once we're in we are uh visiting the town i have a i'm a little idios i have an idiosyncrasy that i have a crow and not a not a parrot but maybe have crows yeah it's that's fine <laughs> I, I figured um, it would fit with like your motif a little bit more, you know. No, sure. I, I appreciate your eyes. <laughs> so, so to, to sneak in, um, you see this this lit up structure in in the distance. Um, it's pretty tall, actually. This mm-hmm. big kind of like gray tile on the top. <laughs> um, you can just kind of make that out from here. Okay, I will avoid all light entirely. Okay. And just, um, is it dark at this point? It says it's 9 o'clock. It's, right? it's 9 o'clock. It's, it's totally dark. Yeah. Yeah, I will uh, walk in through pitch blackness and just hope that uh, Cars <laughs> yeah. has, has the ability to, to get around to. I, th- I think he does. He's a dwarf. He can, he can figure it out. Right. Um, Crow, Crow so has a, you... 120 feet of dark vision. So I think I can probably skirt gotcha. around any light sources and just be as quiet as possible. And, and So I will draw that. really quickly here. Mm-hmm where there are light sources because i don't see another way of doing that right now and we'll get rid of it in time but really yeah. the only lights that you see are emanating just on the northern border here of town that that's where you see the, the light ending Does that make sense yeah so like what's the darkest way in the town like um there's this road in front of you that mm-hmm. continues along this ridge and then there's and look even in, in roll 20 it's to scale um there's a road in front of you and then you, you could go through what looks like some sort of clearing up ahead and then there looks like there's beyond that a hill that rises in, in here mm. but i'm marking kind of looks good yeah, no, I mean, uh, skirting the backside of these houses instead of going on the road would be a simple way of saying that. Yeah, yeah I think so. It makes sense. Because it's, and then once we're here, like, at the end of the line, you're, like, pretty much in the center of town, right? So you could have come from any direction. Emerge and be like, like, hello, I came out of a bush. Okay. <laughs> I am Bush Crow. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> this is good. So you, you begin making your way, and you say your quiet goodbyes to uh, your tabaxi comrade, Trees, who is beginning to sit on the ground. And what does it look like when Trees uh, begins speaking with bugs, like the ritual that it, it, that this is? Um, I am going to uh, take out my loot, I guess, because I have to use it as my magical casting thing. Yeah. Um, So I will. It takes 10 minutes to ritually cast things. So I guess I'll spend the next 10 minutes just like slowly, like doing scales and trying to figure out what scales resonate with. Uh, bugs around, and yeah. then once I figure out the scale, I'll start playing something. I don't know, and talking okay. to them. So you're way. you're trying to find what wavelength these bugs are on out here, yeah. bardically speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, and... sorry, I I'm always cramming things, and I'm sorry. Um, I'd okay. like to uh, just like give uh, Crow a little bit of inspiration. Um, I think that's an inspiring sight to see that you're just willing to sit here and find what sonic things you can create to 
uh, resonate with these bugs. And your party definitely, I would say, stares at you for a beat and is like, huh. And then continues on their way down <laughs> to the town. So as you move, you come to a wrought iron fenced gate. It's on the back side of what appears to be a cemetery, Crow. And it is chained shut. Like it used to go to something out here, or it's an exit. You can't quite tell. Um, but inside the wrought iron fencing is headstone after headstone after headstone. Um, it would take a while to walk around the cemetery, I think. It would probably take you the next ten minutes or so just to walk yeah. around it. Um, what kind of lock is it? Um, a simple padlock. Do you okay, want to pick this lock? Yeah, I'll open it. Okay, give me a sleight of hand check. Or is there a lock picking thing that I'm not um, remembering? I think I think I actually have I have proficiency in uh, tools. Thieves tools, right? Thieves yeah. tools, which then does. Um, it, it, it's, yeah. like, it's like it's like a dex check using proficiency. Yeah. yeah. Normally, it just um, means you get your proficiency bonus because you have proficiency with the ability tools. checks to disarm traps or open locks, which I believe is a sleight of hand check. Okay. Nice. Sixteen. With a 16, you put a couple of long metal pinions into this lock, and you move them around, and I think we see uh, Bart as a crow, sort of looking with a cocked head to put his one side eye at the lock and and take it all in, and and we see Karzalek sort of like nervously standing behind you, not sure what to do with his hands while invisible. I think we don't see Car's leg. Oh, right, exactly. We don't see Car's leg standing behind you, not sure what to do with his hands. Uh, but you see uh, two boot depressions in the grass, right where he would be. Um, and you open this lock pretty handily and swing open the gate with a big creak and now before you is this misty graveyard and just beyond it the lights of this new town i think we're gonna leave it right there perfect hmm wow nothing bad ever happens in a misty dark cemetery yeah you guys definitely did choose to enter this town at night through the graveyard. Hell yeah, we're <laughs> not suspicious at all. <laughs> and I'm just like trying to talk to the bugs outside. Yeah, and you're trying to talk to the bugs. <laughs> oh, it's a it's a short flight for Bart to go get him. Oh, it's true, it's true. I just love that that this D and D party has successfully walked itself into a graveyard at night. It's great. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>